Hello humans, and welcome to Exposing Isolation. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber, and today is March 17th, 2020. So I guess we just jump right in. Um, We're about three weeks into the major understanding uh, behind the coronavirus or COVID-19. And at this point, um, a great amount of the world is living in isolation. Hashtag quarantine is a regular part of Twitter life now. And um, there's so many people working from home that it's impacting um, the Wi-Fi, I guess, at this point. So a lot of people are uh, housebound right now, which is something notable to me and why I came back um, and I'm doing another episode over a month after the last one because I am not exactly sure what I want to be doing with this show right now. Um, When I started it a little over a year ago, I think, I'm not exactly sure. I have about 60 episodes, Um, but the fact that I, um, I called it exposing isolation because I have been living in isolation for five years due to um, mental illness and environmental illness, um, different disabilities that have made it so that I I need to be home almost all of the time. Um, so I have multiple chemical sensitivities, which means that I am extremely sensitive. Um, my body overreacts to the, um, the synthetic chemicals in man-made fragrances. Um, I've never really been one on the show to advocate for or against, um, any specific company or, you know, it's not my intention on this show to prove that synthetic fragrances, I'm sorry, um, synthetic fragrances are harmful. I, I, I just can, I can only show my experience. I can only share my experience. And my experience is that whenever I am exposed to man-made artificial fragrances, scents, um, I get really sick and I don't know why, and no doctors I've ever worked with have ever told me why. Um, but it makes going out and doing things nearly impossible. Um, I've been getting a lot better lately and I'm working on documenting how, um, I think I've managed to improve my health. Um, but five years ago, a little over five years ago, um, I fell completely ill. I it's hard to describe sometimes just how sick I was. Pardon me, just had to take a drink of water. Um, that I I slept about 18 hours a day. Um, uh, my mental health was really, really scary. I had a hard time taking care of myself. My husband. Um, not even husband yet at the time, had to become my near full-time carer. 
Um, and it's been a huge struggle. Um, my journey has taken me through homelessness and, um, different expressions of illness. Um, I've been starving both because of mental illness and because of lack of access. Um, you know, I've, I, I've just been through a lot. And at this point, um, it's been about three and a half years that I have been living in isolation um, at my grandparents' house. And I live here with my husband. We're married now. We've been married uh, four and a half years. Um, three and a half of those have been living here with my grandparents. And so right now, there is a lot going on in the world with the coronavirus and a lot of people are dying and this is really scary. And um, for me, I trained as a modern applied cultural anthropologist and served as such um, in collaboration with Western Washington University in Bellingham, Washington in the United States for some time before I had my complete burnout um, and became chronically ill. At the time, I was um, working with body image activists to portray a more diverse, diverse, um, a more diverse and less photoshopped um, example of human beings in ads was kind of my campaign through my first organization, Middle Women, and we made a lot of progress. We, we starting with Tumblr and then eventually going to middlewomen.com. We produced photo shoots that were diverse as we could get them as we had access to as, as people volunteered as, um, yeah, as just as much as we could in every way there is. And, uh, we also didn't Photoshop them. So we were putting images online as a statement that people, that's what people look like. And so that's what I was working on when I became sick and um, couldn't work anymore. And as I've been feeling better, I've been working on a new project called Sapient Living, which aims to provide sage advice to modern humans on how to live a life healthfully and sustainably and beautifully and magically whenever you can. And that's me. That's Rebecca. And so now that everybody is housebound in quarantine, I mean, I guess at this point, I'm sure there are still places that are not quarantining to any degree. Um, but I'm not, I'm more aware of the places that are somewhere on the spectrum towards lockdown um, and less aware of the places that are still living untouched by coronavirus. Um, so from my perspective, um, living with two 75-year-olds, um, one of which is currently under treatment for uh, heart issues, um, and I have a husband who uh, up until a couple of years ago had an extremely compromised immune system due to his own chronic illnesses, including uh, junior idiopathic arthritis. Um, luckily, he should be okay, 
through this now um, because I cured his arthritis with the sapient diet and he has had a increasingly improved immune system for almost four years now since he stopped taking immunosuppressants um, to treat his GIA. So he should be okay. I've never been told that I actually have like a compromised immune system personally. That's not necessarily the source of my ailment and my chronic fatigue and um, the other symptoms. So yeah, but we we're all here. We're all home. Um, we have a lot of supplies and, um, well, no, I, my grandparents have asked that we go out again to get them more things, um, this week. So we're not like completely stocked up, but for the most part, uh, my husband, Thomas and I are, so I'll help grandparents out with that a little bit this week. And then, uh, my husband is a, oh, and by the way, we're south of Seattle. So we're really in it. Um, and my husband is a mental health clinician in Seattle. Um, and, but he is hundred percent work from home right now. There are still some people going in to, um, handle basic things at his office, but he can't go in because, um, he's living with three high risk people. So he's staying home. Um, yeah, so the last time he went in, uh, was four or five days ago. Um, and they had him going to a Bellevue hospital to do a psych evaluation or uh, yeah, a psych evaluation, um, on a woman who was suicidal, had nothing to do with COVID-19. Um, so he needed to go to the hospital and get her, um, evaluated so that she could be admitted for proper treatment. Um, and once Thomas told me that he was in Bellevue at a hospital doing such things, um, I asked that he talk to his boss about not having to go and do those things anymore because, um, just, upping the risk of bringing something home. So that's where we're at right now. And it's just really interesting that so many of you are in isolation. Um, I know a lot of people who have lived in isolation for uh, years, some decades, uh, because of the communities and things that I'm in. And so I'm thinking about if there's anything that I can do to help for the people who are temporarily um, in quarantine. I'm not sure if I could offer, or if my husband and I can offer mental health services um, of some kind, some sort of virtual gathering, um, coaching resources. I'm not exactly sure if you have any ideas of what might be helpful to you and your family. Um, I also, my mother and my grandmother are both um, elementary school um, teachers working in elementary schools. Um, so they have a lot of resources of what to do with kids. Um, their number one recommendation is if you are home, um, and I would second this, even if you don't have kids or third, this, I guess, um, having a schedule really helps, um, especially with children making sure that they participate in the making of that schedule and then um, following it every day is going to keep things a little bit more calm. And I would recommend that from a mental health, even physical health perspective, to create some sort of plan 
to uh, make sure that you're still taking care of yourselves. Right now is not the time to scrimp on healthy food or hygiene or um, you know anything that's going to keep your morale up. Like right now, is it's really important that we um, don't. I, I saw a very great post on Instagram the other day from a museum saying, um, "If you're trying to find me, I will be in bed." with legal cannabis, watching something excellent on the computer or something to that extent. And as much as I have been doing that, um, I am also trying to stay moving and, you know, eat enough and all that kind. So I, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do. It's all going to be on sapientliving.com. If you want to talk, um, to me, uh, sapientliving at gmail.com or go to the website and fill out a form. You can tweet me. Rebecca E. Weber is where you can also find me. Um, I'm around. I'm online. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Rebecca E. Weber probably the most right now, but sometimes that changes and I'm on Instagram and things like that. Um, but yeah, uh, stay strong. Stay um, as upbeat as you can. These are really scary times. Um, I've never been in quarantine for an external reason before. So um, I'm finding it interesting that I want to get out of the house more than ever now that somebody is telling me that I can't go um, anywhere. So I, maybe that's the rebel in me. But uh, yeah, that's just what I'm finding. And they're still saying you can go outside and go on walks. And I'm pretty sure something like hashtag... Um, something with sunshine is trending right now. So let's just keep it up and hopefully we'll have, I'll have another episode and more advice and maybe some articles and a live stream. I'm not really sure. Let me know what you think. Uh, thank you again. And I will catch you on the next one. Bye.